Anybody out there ever listen to Orville Peck? I've been hiding out, running from the curse of the black and die. Uh-huh. Darling, I can feel it coming every time. I mean, not to get on an Orville Peck rant, but Orville is a pretty interesting character. His identity's unknown, he always masks his face. It's alleged that he's a gay drummer from a punk rock band. He's just an interesting character, Orville Peck. I like it. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a, a Chris Isaac always type vibe mixed with this heavy country. It's good stuff, man. If you're not listening to it, I mean, doesn't that sound smooth? Druid follows me around. Nothing. Here, let me play one of the songs that he's more known for. Dead of Night. Yeah, he did a song with Shania Twain, etc. I don't know. I don't mean to get sidetracked on that. Orville Peck, man. He's the man. He plays this little bar. There's this little... There's this, as I play this in the background, let's just talk about music for a second. So there's this little bar out in the middle of the desert near Joshua Tree in an area called Pioneer Town. And this bar is called Pappy and Harriet's. And Pappy and Harriet's, um, because it's close to where the Coachella Music Festival, or within reasonable close to where the Coachella Musical Music Festival happens, and they did some other big shows out there that weren't called Coachella, Stagecoach, etc. So this little tiny bar... What it is, it's in this little old west town in the middle of nowhere. It was actually built in the 1920s, I believe, as a movie set. And so it's just, just like uh, it's like one little road with some little shops. It looks like an old west town. So there's a bar there called Pappy and Harriet's. And it, it, it got into notoriety because there's bands that play at these big music festivals like Coachella, etc. that go up to Pappy and Harriet's because Coachella is usually... A one weekend and a weekend between and then the next weekend. And in that week between, a lot of these big bands go up to this little tiny podunk bar and play up there. Uh, and when I'm saying big bands, I'm talking about big bands like Paul McCartney played this little shitbox. Um, I, for one, I went up there to see the band Churches. You know the band Churches? Oh, let me get them real quick. Anyways, churches, I went up and saw them there on their back patio. It was like a $10 show. You know, here it is, this uh, big old mega band, and I went and saw them for 10 bucks in the middle of the desert. It was awesome. It was awesome. So, yeah, this is churches. Between you and me, when I hear your voice, I know I'm finally free. Every single word is perfect as it can be. And She's Scottish. Anyways, enough about the intro music as my mouth starts to uh, get all sketchy. So what's going on in the news? What's going on in the news, you might ask? Well, uh, let's see. We're, we're putting in a new Supreme Court justice. What else are we doing? We are... Uh, remember when I was doing that story the other day about um, the guy in the, in the plane 
that was wearing the, what was it, a fuck Joe Biden sweatshirt, and he got kicked off, and I said, well, underneath his sweatshirt, he was wearing like some 1776 uh, Freedom Freedom Boys, whatever. It was a black gentleman, young black gentleman that was getting kicked off the plane. Uh, and, and I said at that time, I said, yeah, I think this guy is looking to get noticed, it, 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 you know, uh, over this stunt on the plane. Uh, apparently, I don't think I was that far off because he is filing a lawsuit. And I wasn't going to jump into this first, but let me find it real quick. Here we go. It was a Delta passenger. And um, the whole deal was that the flight attendant came up to him and said, you can't wear that on the plane. And he was argumentative the whole time. He finally goes into the bathroom of the plane and he takes off the sweatshirt and then he comes back to his seat and then there's a problem with the mask. Anyways, regardless, he got kicked off the plane. They were threatening to put him on the no-fly list, et cetera. Anyways, that Delta passenger, uh, he plans to sue airline after being kicked out for offensive sweater. Uh, I'm not going to play that again. Well, here we go. Well, let's just play a little clip of it. I'll just call Atlanta and speak to corporate security. Okay. And if you do come on the jet bridge, flip the shirt in outside, in and out, right, so that word doesn't show, I will have to zip in the whole aircraft. No. I'm sorry about that, sir. It's just Delta policy. You cannot wear it. And they did advise me also you will be on the no-flying list. Okay? All right, no fly list. Oh, there he is. There's a good picture of him. You have yet to show me something. All right, it's a policy, and you can. All right, I'm not going to go through this whole thing. It's just, it's just, you, you get the idea. It goes back and forth, and it keeps going. You know. Uh, so, anyways, this happened on March 9th on Delta Airlines. It was a flight to L.A. He was kicked off the plane for wearing what was considered to be offensive attire. Now. The question is here, and the question he's going to have in his lawsuit is what was offensive about it? Was it that it was fuck Joe Biden or was it simply the word fuck? Now, if you listen to the flight attendant, she said you can't wear a sweatshirt. I don't know if it was said right there, but I did when I heard this earlier in its entirety. She is re specifically referencing the word fuck on his on his sweatshirt. She's not referencing Biden. Now, we all know that he probably got singled out because it said fuck Joe Biden, but her focus was on the word fuck. Okay. I don't think Delta is going to have an issue with this. There was some people going around there on the internet where they started uh, getting in a text message chat with Delta Airlines and asking them, um, what is your dress code policy? And basically the answer was, there is none. But at the same time, she, re she this flight attendant is referring to a policy, and I'm not too sure if that policy even exists. So that might be a legal problem for him too. But anyways, uh, Joanneel... Juanil, Johnil, Johnil Brooks was removed from the aircraft for wearing and refusing to remove a sweat sweater that read F Joe Biden and in smaller print underneath and F you for voting for him, according to the Post Millennial. After initially being difficult about wearing a face mask to board the plane, you know, so that tells you right there. The guy was just he was just out there to throw a fit about everything. Here's the deal. Delta is a private airline even though it's heavily funded by our government. So then that brings a whole different uh, question. But Delta's a private, uh, just if I owned my own restaurant, right? Italian restaurant, okay? Because I love Italian food. If I own my own Italian restaurant, regardless of what the state mandates are, regardless of what the mandates of uh, the local county, et cetera, regarding a mask, okay? If I own that establishment and me as a private owner of that establishment says, hey, listen, if you want to do business with me, you're going to have to wear a mask regardless. That's my policy. Or you're going to have to wear a blue shirt or you're going to have to do whatever, whatever it is. 
that's on me, man. And so for him to just be uh, going ballistic about having to wear that mask, it doesn't matter whether the government mandated it or not. Delta Airlines mandates it. And so if you're not going to wear it, you don't, it, it's not your right to fly. It's a privilege. It's a privilege to fly. Okay. And it's not a right. So I, this lawsuit, I don't think it's going to go anywhere uh, for a bunch of different reasons. But anyways, back to the article. After initially being difficult about wearing a face mask to board the plane, airline officials took deeper offense to the hoodie he wore as passengers began recording the incident on TikTok. In the video, Delta officials explained the situation and company's policy. If he did not place his hoodie inside out to obscure the profane language, he would have to disembark the flight and be placed on an indefinite no-fly list. So according to Delta's contract of carriage, the airline may refuse transport and removal of any passenger from the aircraft at any point, namely when the passenger's conduct, attire, hygiene, or odor creates an unreasonable risk or offense to or annoyance to other passengers. So apparently here now they're actually coming out with a contract of carriage where Delta says that um, a tire is definitely a reason to get, you know, kicked off the plane. So I think they're covered. Self-described as just a kid who loves his country and horses, Brooks complies and flips his hoodie inside out. It's off, he says. I'm going to go sit down. Whatever you guys say to me will be recorded and you guys can get sued. However, in another video, the same airline official comes back to his seat and kicks him off for good. And then uh, Brooks says, so I'm still getting kicked off the plane. Brooks asked in the video, yeah, you're not putting, you're not wearing the mask. The flight attendant responded. I'm relaying the message to you, what the captain says. He said he doesn't want you on the aircraft anymore. After disembarking the plane, you overhear him being told he would receive a refund for the airfare. Brooks now plans to sue Delta Airlines. He also told the post-millennial, that he intends to continue to stand for our freedom of speech and take back America's freedoms. Uh, yeah, so that was just a story that, you know, we saw that coming from a mile away. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, so we have this, this, uh, my phone's going off. We have this uh, nominee that's going to the Supreme Court. And there was a very interesting question that was asked by Senator Graham uh, regarding her policy of uh, child pornography. Now, the 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 criticization criticization, yeah, you know the word I'm trying to say. The criticization of this uh, Miss Brown Jackson Kanjia Kanjia. I I, I don't I, her name doesn't roll off the tip of my tongue yet. It will, I'm sure. But uh, Miss Jackson here, there they were asking her about child porn, and she had a very interesting response. Uh, here, let me just play it for you because that's the, that's the thing from the right wing extremists. They're saying that she's too soft on crime and especially these child cases. So let's just take a listen to what she had to say. In comes the internet on the internet with one click, you can receive, you can distribute tens of thousands. You can be doing this for 15 minutes and all of a sudden you are looking at 30, 40, 50 years in prison. Good. Cut. Good. I understand. Absolutely Senator, good. I hope you are. To do good. Allow her to finish, please. I hope you go to jail for 50 years. If you're on the Internet trolling for images please. of children and sexual exploitation. So you don't think that's a bad thing. I think that's a that's horrible thing. 
Uh, so that brings up an interesting point of uh, contention there, or, or a legal argument. Now, I understand what she's saying. She's saying, they're talking about child porn, right? And uh, she's talking about in a quick 10-minute, 15-minute session, one time on your computer, you could be get sentenced to 30, 40, 50 years. I understand Senator Graham's perspective that if you do it one time, if it's intentional, if you're intentionally looking for child porn, you should be locked up for 40, 50 years. I agree with him there. I think I think what Senator or what 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 Miss Jackson here is trying to state that one of it's accidental. Now, we all know back in the LimeWire days and all this other kind of days, um, you could download a lot of information on your computer. There's been viruses that are accidentally loaded on computers. There's been things that are downloaded on your computer. Now, if you're a habitual child pornographer seeker, that's a big issue. And if you intentionally ever are seeking child pornography, that's a big issue. But where is the gray area? Where is the safety net for somebody that accidentally clicks on the wrong link and bam, their computer is flooded with 10,000 images of child pornography. Now, I'm not saying, I'm saying that that could possibly happen to anybody. Uh, it could happen, you, you're clicking on the wrong link or clicking on a link that is uh, as described as a zip folder of something else. What do you do in that situa situation there? What's the safety, safety net? And regarding that, I hope this is where Miss Jackson is coming from. I hope she's not saying that if you intentionally only do it for 15, 20 minutes one time, that you should be locked up for 50 years. Uh, because I agree, you should. If you're intentionally looking for it, you should. You should. But that's, a, that's, that, that's going on. And then she also said this, which was kind of interesting. Let me go to this question that was asked by... Oh, oh, it looks like it uh, went away. Hang on. Uh-uh-uh. Anyways, there's another question that was asked to, towards Miss Jackson, um, potential nominee for the Supreme Court of the United States. And the question was, can you describe a biological, or no, can you just, what is woman? What is woman? And it was very interesting, her response, because she, her response was, I can't, I can't give you that definition because I'm not a biologist. That is very interesting. That is very interesting for very many reasons. First off, it's a simple question. What is a woman? Okay. Now, what they're asking her is they're asking her to define what a woman is and if trans people are women and how she's going to look at this legally. Her response is, I am not a biology professor or scientist or whatever. Okay. That means that in her brain, if you want to nitpick the words that she's saying, that biology and science, scientific biology is what determines whether you're a man or female. Now, that could become very critical as far as transgender rights, et cetera. In fact, if she is believing in bi the biology of science to determine sexual, the definition of woman, that is going to be a very conservative view. And uh, I don't think the left is going to like that much, even though she's being nominated by uh, President Biden. So just a couple things to keep an eye out for. I can't get to that uh, audio of that on my computer right now because I logged in on my phone in my Instagram account and it's a private account. Uh, well, let me hold on. Maybe I can get it here. Give me a second. Give me a second. Uh, make sure my screen's not going to you guys as I log in. Uh, uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. Oh, well, here. I think I can play it right here from my phone. Let's see. Let me get it here. Calm down, calm down, calm down.
Well, that's the wrong video. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm almost there. I am almost there. Provide a definition for the word woman. Okay, I'm going to rewind it. I'm going to rewind it. Yeah. Hang on. I can't. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this context. So I'm not a biologist. Uh, can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm, not in okay. this context. So I'm, not a I'm not a biologist. Uh, I'm not a biologist. I'm curious about other things that she can't uh, supply a definition for. I wonder how she is with horses and trees, etc. cetera. Uh, but that is interesting. That is interesting. And uh, let's go on to this. I, I was looking around today and I did receive, I took this class earlier today. Pronouns are used in place of a person's name. That's right. It was my pronoun training, which I think everybody should be should be taking. This is for Columbia University. And regarding them at Columbia, this is what they send out to the students. And this is their pronoun training. Okay, you ready? Pronouns are used in place of a person's name. While many use she, her, and he, him pronouns, a growing number are using other pronouns like they, them, ze, them, ze, here, per, pers, and am. Some people are comfortable with multiple pronouns, regardless of their gender, identity, or expression. If someone's pronouns are she, they, that's just a quicker way to indicate that a person uses she, her, hers, and they, them, theirs pronouns. Others do not use pronouns for themselves and wish only to be referred to by their name. You can't know a person's gender by just looking at them. Asking for and using correct pronouns is a way to respect those around you and create an inclusive environment. This is especially important for queer and transgender people. If you slip up and use the wrong pronouns, simply correct your mistake and move on. Intentionally misgendering someone by refusing to use the correct pronouns or name is a violation of the Columbia University non-discrimination policy. Words matter. Even unintentional errors can create challenges. Research shows that using someone's correct pronouns has a big impact on their mental health and well-being. Normalizing pronoun sharing helps create a safer space for people of all genders and gender expressions. So, in introductions, all right, check this out. Pronouns first. Use pronouns with your name in meetings and on name tags, and add your pronouns and this video to your email signatures in your bio and in chat. Together, we can create a more inclusive Columbia community for all those around us. All right, so there you go. If you are very progressive, such as me, uh, I need. I, apparently, I need to add my pronouns to my email signature, which many of you should do out there. Come on, get with the game, get with the game. I, I still don't know what these Z-Zim, Z, I, I know I sound old-fashioned as fuck, but I, I don't understand the Z-X-E whatever pronouns. I, I just don't, I, I mean, I'll call you polar bear if you want me to. I, I have no problem with that. I have, a, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I will call you fairy godmother. I will call you whatever you want to be called. I don't care. I really don't. I really don't. This argument that keeps going back and forth. Um, now, I do have an issue with all these pronouns being taught to young children, especially like the don't say gay bill in Florida, five to seven years old. We don't need to clutter their minds with that. Let's just stick to he, her. 
You know what I mean? But I'll call you whatever you want. I don't give a shit. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely, it, 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 it just sends off a big vibe to me immediately of what type of person you are, what interests you, what you think is important and how you view the world and what's going on. Okay. But I have no problem with it, but my pronouns, I'm still waiting to find the perfect fit for my werewolf pronouns. Because remember, I've told you many times before, when I was a youngster, I wanted to be a werewolf. Uh, and I will get my pronouns in the werewolf, whatever, and, uh, I will add them to my email signature. So if you email me, I will email you back as Jake fight, howl, howl wolf or whatever pronouns. Okay. So that's going on Columbia university. Good to see these universities being so damn progressive. It's just great. You know what I mean? And I saw this, this quick statement. Uh, it, it, it was kind of funny and I don't know if it should be funny. But this Miss Blair White on Twitter said a transgender four-year-old is like a vegan cat. We all know who's making the lifestyle choices. And what does she mean by that? She's all because, you know, we were doing that story yesterday with a six-year-old toddler that was transitioning from boy to female or from female to boy, then boy back to female, then female back to boy again. Um, and, and we were questioning the fact of, is this the parent's intention or is this actually the children's decision? But like this tweet says right here, a transgender four-year-old is like a vegan cat. We all know who's making the lifestyle choices. And that's absolutely true. It goes for cats, vegan cats. It goes for six-year-olds. It goes for young, young minds, which have not been developed. It's really the parents that are making the decision. No cat is going to just say he's vegan. That is the owner of the cat making a statement saying my cat is vegan. Same thing with a six-year-old little kid. My daughter is now a boy. Those are parent, guardian. Those are the people in charge making those decisions uh, for, for people. And, and it's wrong. It's wrong. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to keep on progressing. Little too late after how the media originally reported on the story. The U.S. authorities are seeing if those emails we just talked about are connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. It is so obviously a Russian operation. Hunter Biden, this laptop uh, that. Now, these are a bunch of clips regarding the Russian, uh, the uh, Russian disinformation, which was uh, what they labeled the Hunter Biden laptop when it came out in the thing. Now, I'm just going to let Fox News read this story because they can do it a whole lot better than I can. Intelligence mm -hmm. officials have warned or is likely Russian disinformation. Ongoing Russian disinformation effort. Ongoing Russian disinformation effort. All of a sudden, two, two and a half weeks before the election, uh, this laptop appears somehow. And the New York Post calling out the 51 intelligence experts who are refusing <laughs> to apologize for falsely discrediting the story as Russian disinformation when it first broke. And if you go through that, Greg, you can see that there's a bunch of uh, they just declined to comment. They didn't respond to the request. You know, you got to like, you got to give the New York Post a lot of credit. I'm surprised Twitter didn't uh, take that, ban them for that article. Because, I mean, you, I, I will, I mean, I don't know if people remember what it was like when that article came out and, and the yeah. sudden, I mean, it was in unison, it was directed, it was manipulated and manufactured, the idea that this was fake. And like, if you even said, like, we were worried to talk about it. 
We thought that if we oh, if we said something, would we get in trouble? I mean, that's how it was done. And this could happen again because there's no repercussions, right? I also hesitate using the word probe in a sentence with Hunter Biden. Yeah, let's not do that. But let's go to the Hunter Biden laptop <laughs> expert, Judge Janine, who has a documentary on Fox Nation. Uh, yeah, well, the funny. documentary will tell you things you really are so disgusted at. You really are sorry that you heard it in the first place. Don't eat. But the sad part, yeah, don't eat. But the sad part about all this is that the media is so in the tank of the left and the left wing ideologies that uh, and, and that crack addicted porn pig that they are willing to subjugate the truth to support a porn pig in porn and pig. they don't care about Americans. They don't care about any of us. And that these 50 so-called intelligence officers who swore that this was Russian disinformation. And, you know, these are liars. They're just paid liars. Look at Clapper. He's the one who went before Congress, swore to tell the truth and says, we don't spy on, on Americans, but not wittingly. They are in the business of politics. They are not in the business of protecting Americans. And the sooner we get rid of all of them, especially now that they're not willing to admit that they made a mistake. They tried to change an election. That's just what they did. 50% of those who voted for Joe Biden said if they knew about this, they might have changed their vote. And it is a sad commentary. They don't care about us. They don't care about the small American. They only care about money and power. Shouldn't this be investigated, though, Dana? Like, how did all of them should be investigated to find out how they how well, it was like, like, it's him? like there was a conference call yeah. or like a Zoom like, and the bat signal went out and everybody said the same exact thing. And then now they refuse to answer. Like they wanted their names in the paper to say that it was Russian disinformation. But now they won't answer press calls about right. them saying it was Russian disinformation, which surprise, I think is wrong. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Jessica, do Democrats understand the frustration from people that were following this, that they're looking at this now with The New York Times confirming it? And there's like the utter like. I don't even I, I can't find the right word that's appropriate for you can 5 swear. p.m. Disgust. So I wasn't on that call. If there was a conference <laughs> call, I was not invited to it. I think that as we head into a midterms where everyone from the head of the DCCC to every political consultant that I've spoken to is expecting it to be a bloodbath and for Democrats to lose potentially up to 40 seats or something in the House and could very well lose control of the Senate. Now, the expectation is that will be about inflation and what's going on in the economy and not about something like Hunter Biden's laptop. But I think that what people see as a genuine issue gets murkified, murkied, murkified. Oh, she's making up words like like me. Come on now, girl. By the fact that you have like the Benghazi probe, for instance. Right. And people who were very upset that four Americans died, including one of our ambassadors, that there was, you know, doing the full Sunday shows and then the 11 hours of testimony. And then in 2015, you have Kevin McCarthy on Sean Hannity's radio show admitting that it was a political stunt. I mean, he actually said, oh, everyone thought Hillary Clinton was unbeatable. Well, look at her numbers now. And because people don't, these probes get thrown around but for political was, okay. reasons. And then when the judge says, you know, they don't care about actual Americans. Well, we actually had Americans that died in Benghazi and Republicans were using that as a stunt as per we're the majority. About I, mean, this is, I don't think that Biden has anything to do right though, with now. this. It does. Laptop. It has to do with how people read these things. They don't take them seriously because Republicans and Democrats throw them at each okay. other all the time. Joey, what do you hear? <laughs> I'm a man of the people. There are, t- there are two scandals at once right here. One of them it involves the Bidens and the idea that Hunter Biden was making deals using his father's influence and potentially giving money back to his father for it. 
I don't see anything coming from that because I don't see the people who protect each other letting anything come from that. The other scandal is the one I, that bothers me. The first one I talk about bothers me, and I wish there were accountability. I expect my politicians to be corrupt. It's a part of the American system. I wish I could change <laughs> well, that tomorrow. <laughs> when it comes down to the second scandal, we're talking about Twitter and New York Times discrediting and removing a media source for simply reporting what they found to be the truth. That's the one that we can have some accountability on, and it's the one we should have accountability on. And we talk about investigating the, the intelligence people who, who signed off on this lie. Yeah. Anyways, there it is, and it's a much too long entirety for this. Uh, the interesting fact that they're throwing around there, and I, I haven't fact-checked it myself. I don't know if it's absolutely true, but they're saying that Democrats, when polled, if they would have known that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true and not some Russian propaganda that was thrown in there. After how the media Hold on. And not some Russian propaganda that was thrown in there just to flip the election. Um, if they would have known it was true at that time, they would have maybe not have voted for uh, President Biden. And the thing is, is it was true. It was Hunter Biden's laptop. New York Times has come out to confirm this months, months after it was of an issue. Um, but it, and it's interesting how they're saying there the 50 experts that came out to say, no, this is Russian propaganda. Uh, all people that basically come on, they're on the payroll of the deep state or their deep state sympathizers or the Democratic Party sympathizers. Yes, I'm making allegations. These aren't facts. These aren't proven. But obviously they're playing for some team, right? They came out to discredit this information, saying it was just this elaborate hoax put on by the Russian uh, disinformation campaign to sway the election. And the Democrats bought into it. Now, in hindsight, I am curious because they're already saying if Democrats would have known 50 percent of those would not have voted for Joe Biden or they would have thought about it, which would have been more than enough to overturn this election. And then we'd be going Heil Hitler to President Dictator Cheeto, and we probably wouldn't be messed up in the Ukraine. It's the lesser of two evils, in my opinion, uh, Trump to Biden. It's the lesser of two evils. I'm still not a big Trump fan, and I will not never say that I'm a huge Trump fan. But in this situation where we are at today, inflation, gas prices, everything that's going on, I'll deal with some of his mean tweets. I'll deal with his insensitivity and his unpresidential behavior, and I'll deal with that. Uh, just to put us in a financially better place in a world war three across the globe, better place. Um, if we could turn back the time, uh, things might be different. Okay. What else do I have going on here in the news? As I look through here, uh, NASA is putting a big rocket on the launch pad. First time they've done that in forever. Uh, they're, they're planning on doing a, uh, a trip back to the moon. Apparently this was in NPR. And this is March 18th. NASA's Atrium Art Artemis 1 moon rocket reaches the launch pad. Uh, so what are they planning on doing? For the first time in nearly 50 years, a moon rocket has made it to the launch pad at NASA's Kennedy Space Center. The Artemis 1 rocket reached launch complex 39B early Friday morning. Uh, traveling overnight, taking a four-mile journey. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. The Apollo program of the 1960s and 1970s carried Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and other Americans to the lunar surface. Uh, yeah, we do that. We believe that as long as you don't believe the conspiracy that it never happened. But well, let's just go with the flow on this one. Um, let's see. Anchoring the program's first mission is the Space Launch System, a five million pound rocket that stands more than 300 feet tall and is designed to carry NASA's Orion capsule, a spacecraft that could one day ferry humans to the moon and back. Uh, do they have a timeline on this? First, they're going to go through some wet testing. 
I, I'm, I'm sure we're years away on this. If all goes well at the pad, the rocket will make its way back to NASA's vehicle assembly building one last time before repeating the four mile journey. Okay. So they're just moving it out there for testing. Um, following a, a successful Atremis Artemis one mission, a crew of astronauts will launch at Artemis two on a mission around the moon and back followed by Artemis three, which includes landing on the lunar surface. Thanks to new spacecraft designed by Elon Musk, SpaceX. NASA hasn't named the crew just yet, but says a woman, a person of color will be part of Artemis three astronaut. Randy Bresnik says it won't be hard to find astronauts willing to make the trip. Uh, tell you what, every single person in a blue flight suit is ready to go and volunteer for Artemis to flight. Uh, so got to make sure that we have at least a, one person of color and at least one woman uh, to go to the moon. Very important. Very, very important qualifications. Person of color and a female. I, Hey, that, that that's what they're saying, not me. That's that's a mandatory. Uh, do you do you trust this? Do you trust this? I mean, there's so much conspiracy out there about whether we landed on the moon or not. I'm not an expert on that. I'm not even going to get into the conversation. I have seen the arguments. I have watched the documentaries. And it's like, eh, I don't know. We were in a we were in a race to beat Russia. Was this whatever filmed in some studio? I don't know. That's not my thing. I really don't care about it. But I don't know if I'd want to be strapping my ass into a rocket technology that was de developed in the 1960s. You think that we'd have something completely different looking, something like Star Trek, something something outrageous by now, which Elon Musk and you know Amazon's doing with their Blue Origin and stuff like that. Uh, but when it comes to NASA, they're still using that 1960s technology. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. What else do we have going on? Uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. Donald Trump Jr. on Twitter. What was he saying? Let me let, let's see what what Donald Trump Jr. was saying. I'm pretty sure this is a transgender comment. Oh, no, this is the Project Veritas thing where Project Veritas has been spied on uh, against court orders and everything. Man, this is two minutes long. I don't know if I want to get into it, but Project okay, Veritas. OK, OK, let me let me let me set this up a little bit. Project Veritas is a underground news agency kind of a thing. One of these counterculture news agencies, uh, right wing affiliation. Basically, the government was going against court orders by a judge assigned to the case and was spying on these guys, reading their emails. And they finally broke into one of their apartments the other day and confiscated 14, I believe, 14 digital devices, laptops, computers, phones and all that other kind of stuff. This is scary because it, it's blatantly showing that the government is going way beyond and way further than what is legally allowed to spy on people to infiltrate people, to take down organizations that are spreading news that is counter to the government. Um, so with that being said, let's just watch this. It's two minutes long, and it'll kind of get you up to date with what's going on regarding Project Veritas and the what the government's been doing to them. Project Veritas has just obtained documents showing the SDNY was spying on Project Veritas journalists well before the FBI raided the homes of our journalists last November, secretly reading our emails, concealing that from the court in our case against the SDNY. In November 2021, the FBI raids our homes and seizes 47 electronic devices, including cell phones, laptops, and thumb drives. Within five days, U.S. District Court Judge Annalisa Torres ordered the Southern District of New York to pause its review of my devices and within a month ordered the SDNY to turn our seized materials over to a special master. 
who had supervised the SDNY's review to protect our First Amendment and journalistic privileges. Recently obtained legal documents from Microsoft Corporation reveal that despite Judge Torres's orders, between November 2020 and April 2021, the Department of Justice went to six magistrates and obtained a series of secret warrants, orders, and a subpoena to surreptitiously collect privileged communications and contacts of eight American journalists, myself included, from Microsoft. The DOJ even sought and obtained numerous secrecy orders preventing Microsoft from disclosing the surveillance to anyone. The SDNY also went around Judge Torres and the Special Master and obtained two secrecy orders after the Special Master had been appointed. The SDNY's surveillance of Project Veritas journalists was done as part of the DOJ's unprecedented investigation into Ashley Biden's diary. The documents collected from these email accounts date back as far as January 2020, eight months before we even knew the diary existed. While the special master litigation proceeded, the government apparently misled the court by omission, by not disclosing that it had already obtained other privileged materials. The SDNY was ordered to turn over all materials to the special master. They didn't. The SDNY was ordered to stop reviewing our materials. They didn't. The SDNY has an obligation to be honest with the court. They weren't. Boom. There you go. There you go. Let me stop this before Project it starts. Yeah, there it starts playing again. Doc. Yeah, it's this high-tech studio when you're doing a one-man show. Uh, anyways, it sounds like the Department of Justice is going way, 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 way beyond what is acceptable and what the uh, judges assigned to the case have um, deemed acceptable. Uh, just proof positive, once again, that um, if you're coming against the government, they're going to do whatever they can to stop you, even if it's illegal. I mean, that's what that's what's going on here. It's it's kind of a big deal. Whether you agree with Project Veritas or not, or whether you agree with their politics that they help to substantiate and promote, which is definitely right wing, uh, whether you agree with them or not, the fact that they are journalists that are being treated this way, being broken into, having their equipment confiscated, all this other kind of stuff, it's off the charts. It's off the charts. It's unheard of. This is what happens in Russia. This is what happens in China. This is what happens in communist countries. And we're doing the exact same thing right here, right now. We talked earlier about the disinformation, the Russian disinformation regarding Hunter Biden's laptop because it was brought to light and it didn't favor the government. And so they did everything they could to shut it down in the media, to, to have experts tell you that it, this is not real. You got to watch out for that government, man. You got to watch out for him. All right. Well, this is Jake with Radio Wonderland. This has been a quick jaunt through the news of what's happening in my timeline, on my headlines, etc. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can hit me up at jake at radiowonderland.com. Like, subscribe, share. Um, you know, and remember, be good humans. Be good to people. There's enough nonsense going out there. And if you have a Russian-influenced laptop, don't drop it off at the local repair shop. Otherwise, you might find yourself in the midst of the turmoil that Hunter Biden's in right now. Other than that, I will talk to you later. This is Jake with Radio Underland, and uh, you know what? Let's play us out. Let's play us out with something, something, uh, something decent. Let's see. What do we got here? Let's play us out with, yeah, let's do this. Churches. I know. Are you surprised that I listen to this kind of stuff? Later. We're looking for angels in the darkest of skies, saying that we want it more. 
的海